Hello, hello, my above average tribe, and welcome back to the A Minus Life podcast. I am your host, Casey Jericho. And once again, I am so happy to have you here listening, and I hope we can laugh, learn, and grow together. Before I get into the topic for this week, I want to remind you guys that every review, like, share is so appreciated and really helps me and this channel out. So if you're not too busy while listening to this, it would be very appreciated if you could subscribe to this podcast or my YouTube channel, leave a rating, uh, leave a raving review on either platform. Also, please share with family, friends, even mortal enemies. I want to uh, also remind you guys that even though I have turned into a professional podcaster, my true love is my one-on-one lifestyle coaching company and our lifestyle app. If you are ready to make some sustainable and enjoyable change and learn what feeling good actually feels like, please click on the link in our show notes, on my Instagram, or on my website and join the team. You can use code A-LIFE10, spell out minus, to get 10% off any package you choose as a thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And now that my lovely spiel is over, let's keep showing up and get into it. Hello and happy February. Already one month down of 2024. Is it the best year yet? Um, So I haven't done one of these yet, and I was a little nervous to do one just in case I got no questions, and that was a little awkward. But luckily, you guys pulled through, asked some awesome questions, and we're going to cover them today. I would love to do a Q&A like once every two months or so. It's just good to address things that you guys are actually wanting to learn about. Um, And it also kind of keeps me on my toes because if I don't know the exact answer for you, I do some research, I gain some knowledge and education, so it's nice for me too because I will definitely never give advice or chat on something I'm not sure of, so it challenges me to be better, to educate myself and whatnot. Speaking of challenging myself and educating myself, I just found out a couple days ago that I will be going to a coaches conference in Texas. And I am so excited. Some amazing people are going to be there. Jordan Syatt, um, Nick Lamb, and my awesome coach, Aram, was the one that kind of gifted me with a ticket as long as I could get myself there. So I am beyond excited and beyond grateful. I haven't really been able to go to an in-person conference yet because most of them are during the week and I just can't take off from teaching like that. And I don't have a lot of days to take off because of being on maternity leave, right? They steal you of all your time. So I unfortunately haven't been able to really go to any and not a lot are over the summer. So this one is at the end of February break and it's a Friday, Saturday. So I don't have to miss any school, but it's on break. It's in Dallas and it's called Raise the Bar, which um, I've heard of before. It's looked really interesting. It always draws... Um, a big crowd. It has a lot of great speakers. And again, I'm so, so lucky that I am going to be able to be a part of it. And no, I'm not speaking. I'm nowhere near that level yet, but I'm going to be learning from some amazing professionals, upping my coaching game. And I'm going with my own coach. So he's so lucky, obviously. He's been wanting to meet me so bad. That's why he gave me this free ticket. Just kidding. Um, But I think he sees my passion, my hard work in my coaching company and what I do. So he felt like it would benefit me. And 
This is why good people are amazing. And surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are focused on education rather than pulling in money every month is the way to go. So thank you so much for Weeks to the Beach. And I cannot wait to do a whole podcast, maybe even more than one, on my experience down there. So look for stories and stuff while I'm down there, but I will definitely do a recap and fill you guys all in after I'm done fangirling over everyone there. And it should be awesome experience for everybody. So um, the first question that I got on my, and a couple people asked this, so it's obviously important. And I knew it was gonna come up because no matter when I do a Q&A, um, this question always comes up. And I think it comes up because people think it's a little bit of a magic pill or it's a little bit of a shortcut or it's the thing they're missing and that thing is supplements right people always ask about what supplements they should be on and not to sound bitchy not to sound snotty but nothing is the answer unless you are doing every other thing right you should not worry about supplements unless your nutrition is on par unless your workouts and training are on par unless you're doing 10,000 steps a day, you're sleeping seven to eight hours, right? If you're checking all those other boxes, then we can focus on supplements. Um, and I get why people want to take them or want to learn more about them because they are so marketed. They are the quote unquote trick to dieting, right? I mean, you can't go on Facebook or on YouTube or even Instagram for more than five minutes and not see an ad for some sort of supplement that does the trick, that gets the fat, that turns things into muscle. And that's all bullshit, right? All the supplements I'm going to talk about today are literally just enhancing the hard work you're already doing. Maybe. They are no quick fix. If anyone sells you any kind of quick fix supplement, it's a lie. And I'll go over that a little bit more um, as we talk about this. But Supplements should not even be a question unless you are doing everything else. And that's not just quote unquote eating healthy. That means actually auditing your eating, making sure you're actually getting enough protein, enough carbs, enough fats consistently, not just being like, yeah, I eat healthy. Now what? That's that's not true. I just put up a post about this the other day, right? Where people claim they eat healthy. Then when you really look at their day, it's three little it's three meals but they equal 2700 calories so again before i get into the supplements please please do not think these are the quick fix it's not true it is something to help you if you're already checking all the boxes um okay so i'm gonna give i'm gonna go over a lot of things i'm not gonna go into them in crazy depth because honestly i probably should just do a whole podcast on supplements and i will um but the first thing I want to address with supplements, and I kind of already said it before, is what the exact definition is, right? It is something that completes or enhances something else. So that something else needs to be proper nutrition and a proper training routine. It can't just be living, right? You have to be doing the other stuff. So adding supplements to a non-existent workout routine or a shitty diet is going to do nothing. And if any Facebook mom tells you otherwise, they are lying, okay? There is nothing that is going to make fat turn into muscle that you can drink. There is nothing that's going to make your metabolism skyrocket that you can eat, that you can drink. It just doesn't happen, okay? You cannot add creatine and just gain muscle. Doesn't doesn't work like that, right? You don't take creatine, sit on the couch, 
and gain muscle. You can't add collagen to your diet and have hair like Rapunzel. Doesn't work. You can't add a protein shake to your diet with eating zero grams of protein and see a change. Okay, so there has to be things you're doing beforehand. You have to understand that supplements are not, they're not fat burners, they're not quick fixes or anything anyone sells on Facebook, right? Those are lies and tricks and money grabs. And I'm sure everyone is shaking their head right now and being like, yep, I fell for one of those and I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not laughing at you because I did too, right? I did the juice cleanses that claim they did all this stuff. I took the silly pills that skyrocketed your metabolism. It's not true, okay? Real supplements are vitamins, minerals, proteins, and stimulants like pre-workout, right? Anything your gal pal takes that promises to burn fat or turn fat into muscle or help you lose weight is a lie or it's not the whole truth, right? That's a big one. They might not be lying to you, but they are leaving out a lot. The only proven supplement to help burn fat is caffeine. I'll say that again. The only, only proven supplement to help burn fat is caffeine, right? And that's because it's a stimulant and it raises your metabolic rate for the time being. So coffee, green tea, Celsius, um, you know, pre-workout powders, those have caffeine in them and that's why they quote unquote can help burn fat. It's just because of the caffeine and the stimulant. Any kind of fat burner, look at the ingredients, there's caffeine in it and that's why it's allowed to be called a fat burner. That's it. Their secret ingredient that makes you pay $99 for a bottle of five is caffeine. Go drink a cup of coffee, does the same thing. Okay, so do not believe any kind of claim to fat burners. None of it's proven. It's just the caffeine in the ingredient or the pill that allows them to say that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I do take a good amount of vitamins, um, a lot actually. I have like these little pill containers that my 105-year-old grandfather used to have. Um, but I also have a very good diet with a lot of whole foods and a lot of fruits and a lot of vegetables. So I am enhancing an already good diet. And I take these because I just want to make sure that I have hit the optimal amount um, in my daily intake. And they were also suggested to me by someone I really trust who's been looking at my hormones and stuff like that. So I'm gonna go over kind of what I take and when I take them. Again, this is just for me, um, but nothing that I take would ever hurt any of you guys. Um, nothing, is that, nothing is that specific. And if it is, I will mention it in here. So the first thing that I take in the morning is vitamin D. 74% um, of older adults, and we're all kind of teetering on this, are deficient. That is a huge number, okay? Vitamin D is obviously, you know, found in the sun, which is great, but it is so good for bone health. It facilitates hormone regulation. It helps manage blood and sugar levels. It helps with concentration and memory. It enhances the immune system, and it improves heart health. It has a whole list of amazing things, especially in the wintertime. We are very deficient in it, and it, again, only good stuff to take it, so I take that in the morning. Also in the morning, I take omega fish oil. Um, I take the Legion fish oil or um, the company that my um, hormone specialist works with. I do not shop off Amazon. There's a lot of filler in a lot of these. I also don't eat a ton of fish. Now, if your diet is very high in fish, then you might not need this. But I have shrimp like once a month and that's about as much fish as I eat. I've been getting braver and 
ordering tuna sometimes when I'm out, but I don't go out that often. And I actually dish, just bought salmon burgers from Butcher Box. So I am trying to eat more fish, but for now I'm sticking with the fish oil pills. Um, omegas help with eye health. They help with inflammation and autoimmune disease, improves heart health. They boost infant brain health. So super good when you're pregnant. It lowers the risk of Alzheimer's and it may decrease risk of depression. So much of what you eat is linked to mental health. And it's so unfortunate that sometimes clients have to quit. Well, they don't have to. They decide to quit this because their mental health is not good. And I just try and convey so often this is not something that you should quit when your mental health is at risk because this correlates so much to how you feel. Um, so what you intake and what you put in your body is directly related to your mental health. So it's something that you should focus in on more. Um, I have a multivitamin that just, you know, I take to dot my I's and cross my T's with some stuff I might be missing. Um, I take zinc. Zinc supports fertility, um, even though that door is shut for me. Um, helps with nutrient absorption, helps wound healing, helps slowing down aging skin, right? Cue chugging the bottle. Just kidding. That's what my girl Amy's for, for my Botox. Shout out to Injector Amy. Follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. Um, okay. Balances hormones and helps your immune system. Zinc and vitamin B were two of the biggest um, vitamins in the COVID antibody shot or not shot. I guess it was an IV. I don't remember. Um, and I took those every single day for a year before the pandemic and I didn't get COVID. And then when I did supposedly get it, I felt zero symptoms. So I'm not saying that's why, but I'm not going to pretend like that didn't help. The next thing I take, which obviously you guys cannot take unless you are prescribed it, is my thyroid medication. Now, I never in the in I never would have guessed I would have been on thyroid medication because I'm a big believer in the fact that you know your thyroid is associated with eating habits, exercise, all that stuff that you can control, unless obviously you have like Hashimoto's where it's autoimmune. Um, so about a year ago, a little bit more than that, I got blood work done for the first time in a while, and my normal doctor looked at them and said, okay, everything's in range. And then I sent my blood, my results to my coach, Aram. And he was like, mm, these don't look great. I'm going to refer you to my friend who is like an actual hormone specialist. So, okay, let's look at them, right? Because I am I felt okay, but I didn't feel like I was felt great. And I just didn't know if that was because, you know, I had two little kids or because I did a million things. I just wanted to hear someone's opinion because I've never really gotten my blood work read by anyone legit before. So then I have a Zoom conference with them and I, f I found out, which is super interesting, right? That my thyroid actually works fine. My thyroid is healthy. I have plenty of T4, which is one of the thyroid hormones, right? But I had very little T3. So that meant that my thyroid was working properly, but something in my body, and you can't really say what it is. There's no real answer for it. Something was stopping the conversion of T4 to T3. T4 is dandy, but it's inactive. It doesn't do anything, right? Its main purpose is to be there to convert to T3, which is the active hormone. So I had a lot of useless thyroid hormone floating around my body with very little conversion to T3. So supposedly things that can get in the way of this conversion are stress, trauma, low calorie diets, and some other things. And even though I wouldn't label myself as stressed, 
you know, teaching full time, running my own business, being a mom of two little ones and all the other stuff, right? Obviously my body thinks otherwise. Um, And everyone knows I was very, very into very long, high intensity workouts until a couple of years ago. So the high stress of probably my whole life being a very high level athlete, going through those crazy fad diets in my early 20s, taking on all I have in my 30s, Obviously, my body is stressed. It's just that I don't perceive it like that. Um, so the fact that they prescribe this medicine that converts helps me convert T3, it made such a difference. And what I found also interesting was that a lot of people are on thyroid medicine that just gives them more T4, that helps their thyroid produce T4. But they could also have this same problem. They could not be converting. And all this medicine is doing is pumping out more T4. And a lot of my friends are on it from their GP. And if your body's not converting, all this extra T4 is useless anyway. So they, I'm on this medicine that kind of skips that point and gives you T3, which is brilliant. And I asked this hormone specialist on Zoom, I was like, so why would anyone do that T4 medicine? Problem's not solved. And they just give them higher doses, higher doses, more billing to insurance. So super interesting. I noticed a difference probably right away, um, which is awesome, and I'm still on it. Next thing I take is DHEA. Um, This is something, again, over-the-counter. This is in prenatals. It helps with fertility, and it's so good for you and a growing baby, so I decided why not take it forever, right? Like, if it's so amazing for a growing fetus, why would it not be amazing for a current human? So I'm adding it to my normal regimen. It helps with healthy bones. It boosts your mood, anti-aging. It reduces your adrenal fatigue, which is like, you know, your your fight or flight hormones and stuff, your, your pump. Um, it supports healthy brain and hearts, helps build muscle, reduce aches and pains. Again, just a laundry list of amazing things. And also, I noticed a big difference when I started taking this. Um, one of my friends who started taking this also was like, it's like a little caffeine boost in the morning. It's true. It really works. Um, so that's my morning routine. So I'll go over it one more time. DHEA, my thyroid medicine, zinc, a multivitamin, omega fish oil, and vitamin D. I take it in one handful, down the hatch. Okay, super easy. During the day, I don't supplement with like vitamins, but I do drink at least one LMNT packet in the morning before my coffee. So these are salt electrolyte packets that taste so yummy. Um, I add them to my water. I have about one to two a day depending on my workout and my caffeine intake because you know the more dehydrated I feel, the more I um, will take the more sweat maybe I did that day if I sat in the sauna or if I did cardio, I'll have um, two of these. Salt is another thing that is so demonized, but it's so essential to our diet. A growing body of research states that optimal health occurs when sodium levels are two to three times what the government regulations actually are. There's a really good article on this on LMNT's website, which I will tag in the show notes because it's super interesting. Once again, the government regulations are not that super for optimal health. Um, These packets not only have 1,000 milligrams of sodium, but 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium, so they keep your balance in order. They don't just pump you full of one thing, and there is no added sugar. You have to be careful on crap. 
I forget the other one, um, Liquid IV, I think it's called. A lot of them have added sugar in it and they don't necessarily have the potassium and the magnesium. So just check those. Honestly, just order Element D. They're on Amazon, but go on the website. You can create this bundle of delicious flavors. Um, totally worth it. And if you have a tr hard time drinking water, this makes it very yummy. Way better than your Crystal Light packet. The next thing I take, which people ask me about all the time, creatine. Um, okay, so I take five milligrams, which is just a scoop, every single day, right? Creatine has this myth that it creates muscle. Um, you can take it and get jacked, right? That is a thousand percent not true. Um, you can take all the creatine you want. If your training is not intense, nothing will happen. Okay, so I just had this conversation with my coach, actually, like we were talking about what creatine actually does. Um, it takes used energy in your body. So that would be ATP that has been used and turned into ADP. And it converts it back to ATP. So it converts it back to available energy. This just allows for more intensity in your workouts, which then can lead to more hypertrophy, aka muscle growth, right? So all it does, and I don't want to say all it does because it's, it's an amazing supplement, is it gives you more usable energy in your workout, okay? Um, it is not a pre-workout. It is not caffeine. Caffeine is a stimulant, which just like revs up your energy in the moment. This actually converts used energy to available energy. Um, but if you're not lifting hard, if you're not lifting heavy, if you're not following a progressive overload structure, creatine is going to do nothing for you in the muscle world. Okay. Um, you also make creatine, your body makes it just not in the levels that we would like. So it is super safe. Your body literally makes it. Um, it's also very cheap and it is the most studied supplement on the market. Never, literally not one bad thing has ever come out about creatine. There used to be lies that it makes you gain weight. It does not make you gain weight. Because you are able to lift heavier and cause more muscle damage, your body holds on to water to heal your muscles. And that's the only thing that may make the scale go up a pound or two is water retention for recovery. It has nothing to do with creatine itself. Um, and again, it also has also really good brain health benefits, brain clarity and um, health. Everyone should take it. Even if you're not working out super hard, it's a great supplement. And again, it's the cheapest one out there. Creatine monohydrate. Don't take anything else. Creatine bloxafield. I made up that word. But anything that follows it that's not monohydrate, don't take it. Um, I don't take a pre-workout um, or protein during the day. I don't do protein shakes and I don't take a pre-workout. Uh, I took a caffeinated pre-workout once. I got like pins and needles in my limbs and I absolutely hated it. I'm just not the kind of person who needs to get jacked up off a supplement before the gym. I like the gym. I like pushing weight. Um, even if I feel sluggish that day, I'm going to show up for that hour and push. I will just mentally talk myself into it, right? Um, I was just talking about this with a client of mine. The days that I feel most tired are sometimes my best lifts because I kind of talk shit to myself. I'm like in my head like, are you this kind of person? that comes to the gym and half-asses it, like, no, you're not. Are you really that fucking tired? All you do is work. Like, you're not laying brick. You're not running marathons. You're a mom who teaches, which 90% of the world are working mothers, so suck it up. Um, so I have my crazy internal split personality that helps me that. I definitely don't need a pre-workout. And if I really feel tired, I bring coffee, lifting and lattes, right? It's how I started my coaching business. Um, 
I don't drink protein shakes because I love chewing. I love eating. I would much rather chew my food than slurp it. I honestly don't think I've ever had a protein shake. I'd rather like gnaw on chicken breast. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then at night, I take a couple things also. I take progesterone. So this was another thing with my blood work. It came back that I basically had no progesterone. And this might surprise you guys. That was sarcastic. Progesterone is the calming hormone. Um, Surprise, surprise. I don't have that. Um, And it is a big sleep aid. I thought the way I slept for 34 years was normal. And once I talked to someone about how I slept, I was... uh, told otherwise, that I was never sleeping well. It would take me over an hour to fall asleep every night, no matter what, um, unless I was hammered, and then that's obviously not good sleep anyway. So I would lay in bed, no matter if I was exhausted or not, my brain would be racing, right? I've talked about this in podcasts before, where I'm thinking about like, you know, the galaxies and also what I'm teaching the next day. But also, if I was to write a poem, what would it sound like? Like just the most ridiculous things, and I could not turn it off. And I was actually just talking to my husband the other day about how I would try and breathe, right? I would count my breaths because someone said once, like counting sheep, if you count your breaths, it can kind of slow you down, get you tired. But I don't know if this is, and he claims this is split personality. So to him, I guess I'm mentally ill. I can count my breaths in my head, but also be thinking about something else. So I don't know if I have like two subconsciouses or I'm just very aware of my inner subconscious or sub subconscious. But I can be counting in my head as I breathe, but also thinking about space or thinking about how crazy it is that I'm counting my breaths and still not falling asleep. So I can kind of have like two conversations going on in my head, which does sound a little mentally ill now that I say it out loud. So even when I do these breathing practices in bed or try to calm down, I'm just thinking about doing them as I'm doing them. So my brain is still going. Um, I slept like shit. And I honestly think that helped me when I had kids. Because even though I was up all the time with them, that was just normal. I never really slept well. So adding progesterone into my nighttime routine, I'll never forget the first time I woke up and I was like, holy shit, like that's what sleep's supposed to feel like. It was unbelievable to me. Um, So that definitely helped. And I've actually not been on it for the past three days because we had a mailing issue. And I was up from, I went to bed at nine o'clock. I was up thinking about, solving world hunger until 1.30. I could not fall asleep and I was tired. I had no caffeine later in the day. It was a fact that my progesterone wasn't regulated again. So that has been a game changer for me. Um, right, low progesterone can also impact libido, your cycle and headaches. Um, I'm lucky that I've never cited the headaches thing, but my cycle has been off since 2018. Um, I've either been pregnant or nursing since 2018. So my body never really had a chance to regulate because I never got my period when I was nursing. Um, But I'm hoping now that I officially cut Rory off that it can go back to being regular. Um, I just got blood work done last week because I've been getting my period every other week and it is going to actually kill me. So hopefully we can figure out what the hell is going on. But again, it might be the fact that I just stopped nursing Rory like a month ago and my body, it can take up to like six months to regulate once you're done nursing. The next thing I take is magnesium, which every single person can take, right? It helps maintain our energy levels. It helps muscles contract. It helps our nervous systems by carrying messages from your brain to your body. 
it can help reduce the stress hormone cortisol, which can also therefore help sleep. Uh, and it raises your melatonin. So that is why I take that at night paired with my progesterone. It's been a game changer. And then I take one other omega. Um, I kind of like sandwiching my day with them to kind of help with some inflammation and maybe some soreness as I sleep. So those are the supplements that I take. Um, I'm probably going to start to add collagen again to my water or coffee. Collagen is not a complete protein. So coaches have different opinions on this. My opinion is to not track it as a protein because it's not complete. But some coaches say track it because you track beans and beans aren't complete either. So to each their own, just make sure you're not relying on collagen for your main protein source. Um, there are no firm studies or proof showing that it does anything for your hair, nails, or skin. Okay, I just want to make that clear. It is not proven that it helps, but there's some theories behind it. Some people love it. It could just be a placebo, but why not, right? So I'm going to start adding that. Um, and if there's anything that I missed that you guys may be interested in, please ask, uh, comment um, on Instagram, DM me, um, anything, and share this with people. These are all great things to take, but again, I'm going to reiterate, you have to have your nutrition and training in place if you are going to add these supplements. These supplements are going to do nothing for you if everything else is out of whack, and that doesn't mean just guessing that it's good. That means auditing it, writing it down, seeing it on pen and paper, making sure you're doing the right things first. Okay, the next question was snack ideas. Um, first and foremost, full transparency, I am not much of a snacker. Um, I like big meals. I'd rather have three 700-calorie meals than little snacks. But I do obviously have one or two snacks. On the weekends, I snack a little bit more. I help my clients with a lot of snacks, so I do know some things. Um, I'm big with rice cakes. I like crunch. So rice cakes with cottage cheese and everything bagel seasoning, delicious. Rice cakes with a laughing cow cheese spread and everything bagel seasoning, delicious. Um, guess what? Rice cakes with cold cuts every once in a while, another delicious thing. Sometimes I even do the laughing cow cheese with the cold cut on top. I like it better than a sandwich sometimes because it's crunchy. Um, I'm big on mini cucumbers with like a Greek yogurt tzatziki sauce. You can have so many and calories are pretty low. Everyone knows I love my Kirkland protein bars, super high in fiber. My stomach does handle them well, so I don't really get bloated. And I think the flavors are delicious. Um, what I use, another thing I used to do was I would get the Lesion protein bars. They're, they're higher in calories, but they melt really well. So at night, if you put one of those in the microwave for like 30, 40 seconds, it turns into like a chocolatey, gooey protein loveliness. So try that out. Um, any kind of non-fat Greek yogurt bowl, you can put any kind of dessert in there. Uh, you can put jello, you can put fruit, you can put little chocolate chips. That's a really good end of the night um, dessert. And without this being too pitchy, um, my clients are unbelievably creative with snacks. Like one person asked for a sweet tooth snack the other day and my, our group chat went off. It was unbelievable the things that these cli my clients have come up with and they are brilliant. So this is me telling you to join our community <laughs> and you will get all the snack recommendations you want and all the recipes you want. I'm telling you, some of my clients could literally go on Top Chef and probably win. Um, they are phenomenal. Uh, the next question, right, was about creatine and recovery. So I did go over creatine a little bit in the supplement question. Um, I won't go into it a ton, but I will address recovery, right, in this mini question. Recovery is so important. Um, you literally cannot grow new muscle unless you recover, right? And if your stress levels cannot regulate, if you, your, your stress levels cannot regulate if you do not rest. 
Um, and recovery, it means actual recovery, right? So often my clients are like, okay, I had a recovery day or I had a rest day. And I was like, oh, you did? They're like, yeah, I ran five miles. I'm like, nah, it doesn't count. Or yeah, I had a recovery day, but I just did this hit class with my friend. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count either. Um, you can't do hit classes. You can't do CrossFit classes. It, it's actual recovery. You can get your 10,000 steps, but you need to actually rest. You need to give your body the chance to heal the damage you did if you want to grow muscle, right? So often people work out seven days a week and they don't see change. Well, it's because your body has no chance to recover and actually grow, right? You should have at least two rest days a week, right? And if you're really, really itching to move one of those rest days, you can do a slow, steady state cardio, like incline walking, slow jogs, elliptical, right? At a pace where you can talk the whole time without passing out. That's okay, right? That's nothing too stressful, but don't go on there with a heart rate of 160. That's not rest. And you have to be, you have to check yourself on this because I was, I was this person. I hated rest days because I just felt like I was gaining weight, right? Like I rested today, I must have gained two pounds. That's not true. Um, it was very hard for me to take a true rest day. I would claim it was a rest day and then I'd run six miles or I claim it was a rest day and I just did a body weight circuit that my heart rate was still up to 160. You have to rest. Use it as a prep day. Go grocery shopping, prep all your meals. Um, that's just as mentally exhausting. So working out seven days a week doesn't do anyone any good. And also, no, you don't need to lower your calories on rest day. Just eat. Fuel yourself. Um, and the second to last question was about fiber. Not fiber. Fiber which is an awesome topic that a lot of people really aren't familiar with. Um, they just like know the brand Fiber One. Um, fiber itself is an indigestible carbohydrate. Um, it's the portion of a plant um, or a plant-derived food that cannot be broken down. As humans, we just can't break it down. You can find fiber in whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables. Um, and fiber is most commonly associated with its use in fighting or preventing constipation, right? Super good for your bowel movements. There are two types of fiber. Soluble, this type of fiber dissolves in water to form like a gel-like material. It can help lower blood cholesterol, glucose levels. Um, this is found in oats, peas, beans, apples, uh, citrus fruits, carrots, barley, not beer. Well, I guess it does actually. Um, then you have insoluble fiber. This type of fiber promotes the movement of material through your digestive tract and it increases your stool bulk lovely. Um, so it could be of benefit to those who struggle with constipation or like irregular stools. Um, this is found in whole wheat flour, wheat bran, nuts, beans, vegetables, um, like cauliflower, green beans, potatoes, right? All that is good of insoluble fiber. Um, I always love, I have like a couple older male friends that always like get coffee and, uh, my grain, my whole grain cereal in the morning gets me going right away. And it's true. It works. Um, so fiber can normalize bowel movements, aka poop. It can maintain your bowel health. It cleans out your insides. It can lower cholesterol levels and it helps control blood sugar levels. So it is super good for you. Um, my favorite go-to fiber foods are raspberries, bananas, avocados, oats, my Kirkland protein bars. I think it has 12 grams. It's high. Um, whole grain wraps, chia seeds, carrots. There, it, It's not the easiest to get fiber. You have to make a conscious effort to add it to your diet. Um, females should be around 25 to 35 grams per day. Males, 35 to 45 grams per day. Um, and if you're new to adding fiber, so if you audit your diet and you're only eating five grams, do not jump to 35. You will be backed up. 
you have to go up slowly, right? Maybe every week add five more mil, five more grams and you should be fine. And the big debate about fiber, right, is this. Some people don't count it as calories and some do. It's not life-changing either way. And it's not the reason you're not losing weight, right? That's not the case. Do not blame your fiber count on the fact that you're not losing weight. Um, but if you're not counting it at all, and you're eating 50 grams a day, it could possibly add up. So soluble fibers, since they do get a bit digested in water, they average around two calories per gram. Remember, we know carbs are four calories per gram, but because this fiber doesn't fully get digested, they knock it down to like two calories per gram. Insoluble fibers don't get digested at all, and they pretty much pass the same way they went in, so they technically wouldn't count as calories. This is why nutrition labels advertise net carbs. Everyone has seen these on nutrition labels, right? Net carbs is carbs minus fiber. That equals net carbs. So if a wrap has 30 grams of carbs, but 15 grams are fiber, the company can actually claim the wrap only has 15 grams of net carbs, right? Because you took the 30 minus the 15 gives you another 15. So they only count those 15 grams to the total calorie count. When you look back at the nutrition label, it seems off because 60 calories are missing somewhere, right? And I actually had this like argument with one of my clients, like the first week I joined, I told her this fact because she was eating, um, I think like a certain wrap that did this, right? It claimed it was only 50 calories, but if you added the fiber in, it was like 120. And I just wanted her to be aware um, that, the calories are a little off. And she was like, you're lying. Like that has to be illegal. I'm like, no, I swear it's not. Like they don't count the fiber. And she's like, she got like defensive in the sense she was like, no way. Like, why would that be true? And I tried to explain it. And it's a hard thing to understand at first. And obviously, yes, she then realized what I was telling her made sense. And we don't harp on it. Like she doesn't need to go do everything by hand. But I just wanted her to be aware that labels can be misleading. Um, You don't need to drive yourself bonkers over these missing calories. But, right, if you're having some really weird weight fluctuations or a super hard time losing weight, even though you're tracking macros, it may be time to look at your fiber. And if you're if you're missing, if you're not counting fiber and you're, you know, that's like 100 to 150 calories a day, that could be something you want to dial in. But again, that is like last step. Everything else is in line. Um, but I, it's a good thing to be aware of on labels. So net carb just means carbs minus fiber. There are still calories in it because not every single one of those is insoluble. Um, But it is definitely something we want in our diet. Add more fruit. You will feel fuller longer. It's great for satiation. Satiation. I don't even know if that's a real word. Satiated? All right, we're going to pretend satiation (laughs) is a real word. And that just means keeping you fuller longer. The more fiber you have, the more full you feel. And then... I put up today, you know, I'm doing my podcast in 20 minutes, any last minute questions. And I get two questions and I'm all jacked up. I'm like, woohoo. All right. I got two questions. What are they going to be? First one, I'll read it to you, is from my lovely husband. How much do you love your husband? How adorable. And then I scroll up. And the second one is from my babysitter, aka my like adopted daughter, my 430 workout buddy that everybody loves. And it says, what do you love so much about Grace Donovan? And I always refer to her as my second husband because she loves being like a dad. 
So my two husbands within 30 seconds of each other, not being in the same house, not communicating, both wrote pretty much, how much do you love us? They're so needy, but I do love them so much. Even though I do want to strangle both of them at certain times of the day, I do love them. They both are the most supportive husbands in the world. Uh, Thomas obviously never has any kind of issue with me working out, doing podcasts, talking to clients, super uber supportive. And he's even on, on the staff. And I don't know what I would do without Grace being like a sister to our babies, always watching them giving me company at 4.30 in the morning, even though she's whiny. She loves it. I don't force her there. So anyone who sees her on my stories looking miserable AF at 4.30 in the morning at the gym, she chooses to come. I don't have a gun to her head. She loves it. Um, But that is it. And I actually love doing this. I thought the Q&A was great. I think you guys got a lot of good information. And I will probably put up another one in a couple weeks. Any kind of questions about working out, motherhood, my history, uh, more embarrassing stories, anything like that. I am an open book. I obviously have no problem embarrassing myself since I roasted myself on my second episode. And that is about it. Once again, if you guys could please share this. I think this supplement one especially is super interesting to people and a good warning to people to not buy shit off Facebook or any other Instagram ad because it's not going to help. Invest in coaching first. I can tell you exactly what you need before we need supplements. Um, We have an awesome summer challenge probably coming up soon. But again, if you have recovered from um, holiday expenses and you're ready to get some sustainable change that is not a shot, that makes your skin saggy, that is not Octavia, that costs $2,000 a month to starve yourself, if you want some amazing friends some great guidance. If you want real meals, full meals, and you want to eat and you want to get strong and you want to look lean, this is where you need to be. Um, We have some amazing clients, like I said, great recipes, an amazing community. Um, We have a now we have a mindset coach, right? A therapist that helps with our relationship with the scale and with food. And we are just everything under one umbrella, nutrition, fitness, mental health, motherhood, fatherhood, It is really growing to something super amazing, and I really want you guys to get in. So please DM us, go to our website, join the crew. um, And again, please share this podcast, like it, review it, subscribe to it, um, and have an awesome day. I will chat with you next week. Live A minus. (laughs) 